whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am super, super excited to have an incredible entrepreneur, the founder and CEO of PIX, Paul Mabry. I'm not going to pronounce your name right, am I? That's all right, Paul Mabry. It works great. You can pronounce it any way you want. <laughs> great to see you. Great to see you too. So he, Paul is, as I mentioned, the Paul, the Paul is the founder and CEO of Pix, and Pix is the world's first wine discovery platform with a simple matchmaking mission, which is to pair people with bottles that bring them joy. I loved that when I was reading your mission. I loved it. It was so great. So uh, Paul is a serial entrepreneur. We'll let him talk a little bit more about some of his other ventures, but 
he has just been this amazing change maker in the wine industry. He lives up in Napa, not too far from where I am. He's been up there for 20 years. He had actually asked me to come and speak at one of his summits, and that's how we got to meet. So I'm so, so thrilled to have you here and just to hear a little bit more about your story. So welcome, Paul. Thank you, Kara. It's great to be here. And uh, you've been a hero of not just mine, but the wine industry for a long time, because I've been shouting you from the top of the rooftops, as you know, before you came to the summit. So I love it. I love it. And so let's talk about the beginning. Um, And I love talking about this because I often don't even know this about people. I don't know sort of about you. Like, where? who was young Paul? Like, who Who were you? At, as Did you always know that you were going to be a serial entrepreneur or and live in Napa and all that? No, no. Actually, I grew up in Napa. I wanted to get out of here as fast as possible. So I went away to film school. I wanted to be a director and a writer. Um, but I got a job as a salesman uh, for a guy named John Wright, who founded Domaine Chandon. And I am the worst worst, worst sales guy you've ever met in your life, but I'm a bit of a nerd. So I programmed my own little CRM program uh, that would tell me who to call when. And uh, my sales hockey stick, it looked like I was a hero, um, but it was just me paying attention to the accounts, um, you know, over and over. And that kind of set my career in a different direction. So while all my friends were bus boys and waiters in the film industry, I had a $2,000 expense account. I had free you know, booze. I had lots of dinners and I was making really good money. I'm like, I think I'm going to take a career shift. This is really cool. Um, and then quickly, uh, I, I fell into the bucket of hubris thinking that I was going to be one of the big change agents of the wine industry and I wanted to be the next Robert Mondavi, but using digital. Um, hmm. Now it's a very different story. Yeah. So interesting. So you started out in sales and marketing and then... Like, how did you get into direct-to-consumer then? Yeah, it's, uh, it was actually my second job. I found out that I wasn't going to be CEO by the time I was 23, <laughs> which I shouldn't have been, by the way. That would have been terrible title inflation. And I went to work for Nibom Coppola, Francis mm-hmm. Ford Coppola's winery. Yeah. And I reported directly to the CEO, and I was the skunk works guy. My job was to do all kinds of wackiness that the CEO decided, everything from their food line to their ERP to... Um, compliance. It was this great cross-training. Um, and then he gave me a project. Um, you know, He said, I'd like you to start our first wine club. And hmm. back then, that was really a subscription business now, essentially, right? Like Hint does. Yeah. Um, and uh, back then, the wine club and the subscription business, you were the Quasimodo. It was the worst job to actually have. I, was, I remember crying to the CEO saying, I, please don't make me do this. Um, and he did still. Um, and we became an incredibly successful um, wine club. It was the most successful, I think, from like zero to 3,000 wine club members in six months. What year was this? It was like 95. It was way back oh when. Oh, my it God. Was like, Crazy. And so we did, um, uh, or 96. And uh, what was interesting about that wine club is it was more like plated than it was like a wine club. We had the pasta from Francis Ford Coppola. We had a movie. We had a recipe, American Zoetrope, and the wine. And so you get this package every month, almost like plated, and it was like Francis, eat like, drink like, be like Francis in a box. So pretty interesting. So talk about how the journey in the wine space has changed from the beginning until now. I mean, I I think, you know, obviously you're a wine e-commerce pioneer uh, being back in, in the same time that I was starting all this e-commerce stuff. So talk to us about some of the challenges that you had to overcome. I mean, there's there's lots of regulations that have changed 
over the years. Some still haven't changed, but can you share a little bit more about that for those who are not familiar with some of the hurdles you have to hop over? Yeah. So wine was probably the last industry to adopt the internet. And, and I, I say probably was, I'm pretty sure it was, and it only happened in, during COVID, but a lot of it was tied to regulatory barriers and also the apathy because we were growing so fast. I mean, the wine industry has been successful for 20 years straight, double digit growth, both volume and then uh, price point. Um, so Napa, as a, as a small example, the Eno tourism here is amazing. I mean, you come here, it's just getting more and more busy in Sonoma, Napa, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been very How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch, 
just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Fortune is an industry. So when you don't have to change, if it's not broken, why fix it? Um, so that's been kind of one of the great hindrances. But then the regulatory stuff has been brutal. You know, back when e-commerce first came out with virtual vineyards and wine.com and wine shop are kind of the three first things. There were state regulations that shifted and adjusted and how much wine you could get where it became so convoluted and so terrible. Um, that it was almost impossible to ship wine. And then in 2005, wineries got permission because of a Supreme Court case called the Granholm decision. Mm. And now wineries can ship pretty much to any state, but retailers can't. And still going through this, you know, regulatory changes. But COVID's unlocked that. I think you're going to see an acceleration. I think you're going to see more companies selling wine in different ways. It's like the genie's out of the bottle. And the the speed by which we're going in the internet is just unbelievable. And many people don't understand that the business of alcoholic beverages, it really still depends on like what type of alcohol, right? That there's Mm -hmm. hard alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so how is that different from beer versus versus wine? Yeah. So wine's been kind of at the forefront of shipping. It's a kind of nice price point. It's just considered like much more of a social beverage than it is that kind of um, pre-prohibition abusive beverage. You know, that's where spirits kind of fall into. Mm -hmm. I think those other uh, industries that are adjacent to wine have been slower to kind of break down the regulations on the on the beer side. The cost per shipping was pretty expensive. It's a heavy product like water. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, unlike water, though, you have to have an adult signature. You know, you have to have all these other layers and barriers to get it there. Um, so that made it much more challenging. So the cost, the ROI in doing beer was pretty low. Spirits has been pretty high, but it's such a competitive market for shelf space and it's not a very long tail product. I mean, you go into the vodka section, there's what, 20, 30 vodkas. You go into wine, there's 200 different wines just in a supermarket. And one, you know, in the United States every year, I think we release 160, 180,000 new wines and they stay good in the market to, you know, 
to 10 to 20 years. So right now for sale, there's probably 2.5 million different wines for sale in the United States right now. Wow. Everything from a really old port to like, you know, Sutter Home White Zinfandel. Amazing. Um, so how have you seen the, the, you know, the fires, the weather changes? I mean, you're living up in Napa, obviously had lived through many of those pretty scary times over the last few years, but has, how has that changed the wine industry overall? So the wine industry is probably the most in touch with the earth in a lot of ways. At the same time, we have an original sin. Um, so we, we feel fires and earthquakes. We feel climate change. We're right there. We see it in the vineyards. We see it in our water tables, you know, all the different things that people. So we're very tied into that land and we're actually very conscious about climate change. Uh, you know, the Torres family, the Gallows, they really lean into solar. They try to find ways to um, reduce bottle weight. Um, but we also, at the same time, we wrestle with which is wine industry's original sin. For us to taste wine from Australia or from Spain, we have to put that juice in, you know, in some sort of container and right. drive and it across the it. world right. and right. ship it across the world. Whatever way we do, and not only do we ship it across the world, we ship it multiple times in multiple places across the world. So um, that will always be our sin. It's the only way that we can actually enjoy those products from different places and times. Um, so it's something that we're facing all the time, looking at how we offset that. How do we make balance with the world. So technology has been something that you've gravitated towards over yeah. the years, as you mentioned. So, and you spotted opportunities early around you. How can technology really change? What haven't we done yet? I mean, we're talking about Web3, we're talking about NFTs, we're talking about any of that kind of stuff. I mean, what changes are we going to see? You know, we're always on this rat race, changing the next, chasing the next kind of arc, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the NFTs being an example or cryptocurrency or Web 3.0. Look, there's so much to unlock with Web 1.0, Web 2.0, and some industries are farther behind than others. So I think COVID, as terrible as a situation as it was for all of us, was kind of an acceleration to adopt these tools to make us sustainable. And we know that digital tools let us talk to people in Boston or in Austin real time. It lets a one human scale times 10. It lets us do better customer service. Uh, you know better than anyone how you can manage these tools to do automated sales and customer care. And then you can keep raising the high level parts, which is the human experience. And I'm actually really a humanist that believes that technology is a tool to enable better humanism, right? You know, that we can have like you and I talking right now, we're using digital tools at scale. It's pretty amazing, you know, having a video conference and being able to record it. That's that's part of the journey and, and how we can have better conversations before and after and how I can text and more inter engaging texts. They're all part of it. So I think that what we're going to see is, is not really about the next wave. It's how do we unlock the waves that we have? I think we're still maximizing those for a long time. And these, these new flashy lures are interesting. Um, but as you know, many of them fade out or are actually really inefficient tools. I mean, cryptocurrency is a key example. Why would I pay you a dollar in Bitcoin today that could either be worth 50 cents tomorrow or $5 tomorrow? It's a terrible yeah. currency, right? It doesn't make a lot of sense to have that much vol volatility in it. So interesting. So let's talk about your company, PIX. Very, hey. very excited. So what made you decide that the world needed PIX? I mean, what was kind of this, when you had the idea, What? how, how did you think about it? What, what was sort of the first steps? 
Yeah. So I've been selling tools to wineries my whole time. So I be, I'm this nerd, like I said, and then I went into the 2000s actually starting companies. So I started the first e-commerce SaaS company for the wine industry called Wine Direct. So if you bought wine online from a winery, it was probably Wine Direct that did it. And then I did a big social media listening company called Vintank that mm-hmm. I sold and it was the gigantic software. I kept selling these tools to wineries saying, here's a shovel, go dig, or here's a fishing pole, go fish. Um, and I was realizing that that wasn't going to do the job. And then when COVID hit, actually, I'd stand on stage and you know that even the summit that we did was trying to teach the wineries to think differently. And as much as I believed in the internet, I actually didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime, Kara. I really was like, even though I knew to my mitochondria that this was the right thing to do, I didn't actually think I would see the changes happen. Yeah. And when COVID happened, I said, well, the best thing I can do for the industry, and this is where my hubris has changed from trying to be the change agent to my neighbors and friends are going to continue to struggle. The wine industry is becoming more and more challenging. It's competing against more and more things, whether that's climate change, whether that's oversaturation, but also adjacent categories, you know, mm-hmm. hard seltzers, hard kombucha, the stomach share for spirits and beer. I mean, it's a it's a very different drinking atmosphere than it was a decade ago. We're omni drinkers. And these beautiful little boutique wineries, finding them on the internet is, you know, a needle in a haystack. Yeah. So my best job is to aggregate as many consumers as I can and help guide them in this discovery journal. And so that's what we've done. We launched on January 12th. We are the second largest, fastest growing wine selection in the world. Day one, it's been really exciting. So we have a quarter million wines, 5 million offers across 5,000 different wine sellers day one. And and we're growing every day by five to 10. And it's a really fun journey. It's really magical. We're finding all kinds of interesting parts of the story. So so you're not taking inventory or anything you're i'm even more i'm not even getting in the middle of the transaction i fundamentally believe that marketplaces eat markets Hmm. right so all of these marketplace things that do that and then become the 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 owner of the traffic my job is to send the traffic to the retailer the winery i'm much more Mm google-esque or or kayak the original kayak than i am a cart um and and the good news about that is that's the way we sell wine you know we have different states maybe i'm in seattle maybe i'm down by your house in mill valley i'm like i need to get a bottle of wine for you tonight, I don't know the retail stores. I don't know. Or maybe I'm looking at a wall of wine and I'm not sure which one to pick. And I'm in the wine industry, even masters of wine. There's so many wines and so many places and so many changes. My job is to help navigate that. And so what is the business model for you then? Yeah. So just like Google, we follow a keyword bidding model, right? So most of the sites are free. And then if you want to bid your way up to be adjacent to the products or the selection sets that you have, you buy that in. So I deliver pure high fidelity customers to wineries and retailers. This episode is sponsored by Hashtag Paid. I'm constantly on the lookout for new ways to market all the things that I'm involved in, whether that's Hint or the Kara Golden Show. And marketing isn't always so simple to understand what to do. That's until I came upon Hashtag Paid. Hashtag Paid is a very cool marketing platform that allows you and your brand to collaborate with creators. Those creators build content that help you market smarter to the audiences you want to reach. First, they match you with creators ideal for your campaign. Then those creators pitch their campaign concepts to you for review. Hashtag paid has been rated a number one creator marketing platform. They make it easy to choose your objectives from the creators you choose in a quick process that gets results. Their promise to you is that you'll never have to spend hours searching for creators. The price is set up front so you know what you are paying for, 
and you'll get the data too to see how the campaign performed. So here is how you can give Hashtag Paid a try. Go to go.hashtagpaid.com slash Golden. That's go.hashtagpaid.com slash Kara with a K golden. Sign up there for your trial offer. Again, that's go.hashtagpaid.com slash Kara Golden. This episode is brought to you by Coinbase. While cryptocurrency has been around for over a decade, it feels like now more than ever, everyone is talking about it. But while everyone is talking about it, the topic of crypto still feels a bit daunting to most. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I have discovered an amazing tool that I want to share with you, and it's called Coinbase. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market, and they offer portfolio management, protection, learning resources, and a mobile app. So you can trade securely and monitor all your crypto in one place. Whether you're just getting started or seeking a better way to access crypto markets, you need to check out Coinbase. Find out why millions of people in over 100 countries are using Coinbase. And for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash Golden. Sign up at coinbase.com Golden for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only. So be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash Kara Golden. How many people do you have now? 24. Yeah. 24. Wow. So yeah. God, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's wow. That's so, so great. Cause I remember when you were just getting started, I mean, yeah. you're, well, so what's the hardest thing about this? You've done, this is your third yeah. startup and uh, what, what's been the hardest thing about this one in particular? So I think two pieces about it that have been really hard. Um, one of them is tamping down expectations because we have such an all-star team and I've done so many startups before that they expect me to be like Google out of the gate. And as you know, Google has thousands of engineers. And Totally. I mean, we're 24 people doing the best we can. You know, it's it, that sounds like a lot of people, but it's when you're lifting up that much inventory. Um, the other one is, you know, making sure people understand how special we are compared to the startups and failures that have happened in wine tech prior to us, that by taking this experienced team, that's why we've gone so fast. That's why we're winning the hearts and minds of all these wineries and retailers and partners all across the world. It's because we're doing it differently and smartly. That's awesome. I read an article that you said that you're currently or were currently in the golden digital age of wine. So what, what does that mean? Yeah. So golden age is always that new era where things are happening special and it's unlocking all this um, innovation and changes. And so wine has been completely hampered and hindered prior to COVID. It has been the wineries didn't adopt it. Retailers, the consumer was always there wanting to buy, but no one was really facilitating that. And then COVID happened. Um, and what happened is all the consumers, as you know, we were hoarding toilet paper. We were buying everything online for a while. We were all quarantining, trying to figure out those things. Suddenly now every winery has to sell. And, you know, the acceleration of both all of these different factors, more people buying wine online, learning how to make it easier, more retailers learning how to do it, is getting it better and better. And I've never seen so much acceleration and evolution. And it's going to be so fun to buy wine soon. You know, it's getting easier. In fact, even the things that we're doing, um, 
So for example, we do these things called collections where we make small bite-sized pieces of a giant wine and we make fun ones, wines with dogs on the label, you know, wines with female owners, wines with female owners under 50 cases. Cause it's our job to make this big category, small and easy. And that's an, it's, it seems like a small thing, but that kind of innovation is not being done by any retailer, but because we're this macro wine selection, we can do insane fun things with this virtual inventory to help customers find what they want. How are you getting the word out about picks? Yeah, well, there's so many different factors in that. But really right now that we got so much organic traffic that we're really leaning into because Mm -hmm. we're really kind of the AB positive of platforms. You know, there's no other platform that really exists like us that helps the consumer find where to buy the wine they're looking for, how to buy it and other wines to buy. Right. So we have such a wide selection. No one has a wide selection like us, except for another small search engine. Um, So we're getting traffic from partnerships like Robert Parker. Bloggers point to us, you know, all these great publications who when they rate a wine, they say, look, I just gave it 95 points. Let them help you find where to buy it. And that's our job. Right. Um, uh, Obviously, we were doing really well in the press. We've already gotten really high accolades from things. We won the Wall Street Journal for our content. And we have a pretty good content engine as well that writes really fun articles. That's awesome. I was actually interviewing, do you know, uh, Minted, Miriam? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was interviewing her yesterday. That podcast hasn't come out yet, but we were talking about Web3 and it was really interesting what she was talking about how kind of along the lines of what you're saying too about these search engines and, you know, who, like, it's just much more specialized and unique. And when people are focused on something, it's, I mean, to find what, consumers are looking for that they would find on picks is is just not what you're going to find on Google unless there're multiple strokes and Google's going to make a lot of money off of those and anyway I think it's it's really fascinating um you guys should connect actually and figure out on sort of um cuz I think a lot of stuff that she's thinking about it ultimately intersects so she had actually started a long time ago even I knew her back in the 90s she had started a beauty company called Eve Oh, and, I remember um, that. Yeah. and kind of the, along the same lines as you like to bring small, uh, you know, unknown. Um, I mean, this is before Sephora, um, right. you know, bringing sort of unknown brands into the world. And she sold the company, uh, you know, early on. But anyway, it was a lot of what she's talking about, I think, totally different industry, obviously, but as sure. is, is a lot of what you're talking about too. So yeah, the abstractions are the same. I mean, um, look, our job is bow to box to protrude and everything in between. Right. So, but your, your point is well taken. If I look up Chardonnay on Google, which is the most amazing tool in the world, it's a pretty magical tool, but it doesn't understand subject matter expertise. So if I look up Chardonnay, I'm going to get Chardonnay, the grape, Chardonnay, the color, Chardonnay for sale and Chardonnay in the Marvin Gaye song. You know, it's all of those things will come up in the search results. Um, so for, interesting. Yeah. So for us, it's distill it down, help the buyer get the path. That's why OpenTable works so well, right? Google has a great restaurant tool as well, but OpenTable, because it specializes and it focuses, can do better results than Google can. So, so true. No, th- it's a great example, actually. I think thinking about OpenTable versus Picks, I mean, it, it really is um, a great way to describe it. So for sure. So Definitely the organic traffic, but then do you think you guys will be advertising? Do you think you'll be doing a mostly PR, word of mouth? I mean, how do you get people to to really know that you guys are out there and sort of 
Yeah, yeah. we'll definitely do a ton of PR, a ton of word of mouth. Obviously, the SEO game is always part of the engine. The content game is part of the engine. Um, and you know, as long as I can, I want to keep our customer acquisition costs as low as possible because that That's allows us to- goal. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So focusing on ad-based buying is not really the the key. I mean, I, I we have a really good engine for absorbing and helping traffic get to where it needs to be. And because we're providing so much of it for free, we want to continue to suppress that customer acquisition cost as much as possible. So, But we're also, like I said, we're this great AB positive. Um, and I use that kind of blood analogy, which is, you know, even our big partners. So Treasury is one of our biggest partners. Um, the Wine Group is a big partner. Wenti, these big companies that don't want to sell direct to consumer, but want to help their customers find, let's call it Martha Stewart's new 19 Crimes Wine. We're that ultimate vehicle that they can send the traffic and we will point them to the right direction because we're not in the middle of the transaction. Our job is to it. stimulate the market and help them help the customer get to what they need. I love it. No, it's so great. So you don't think you'll be opening up a winery anytime soon. So it's, no, uh, that, no, that's I'm, not, I'm, I don't know. No. It'd, be, it'd be kind of fun that we could taste all the different wines. And so I get it. We'll I'm do just, some big events probably, but we'll organize them. We won't do, but opening a winery is not in my, I, we have one woman in the family that does that. As you know, my wife runs yes. Donham, so I stay out of that. <laughs> and Donham is like my favorite, which you turned me on to it. So it's such good. a, so, so good. So, so, Share a story about a challenge or a failure that you've had along the way. It could be with picks, although it's pretty new, but you, you never know. There could have been some pieces, especially during the last couple of crazy years. And what did you learn from those experiences or that experience? Uh, I, I'm a fundamental believer that failure is a better teacher than success. Um, I think it helps guide you and understand better than because success kind of reads, uh, it teaches you things, but it doesn't help you overcome challenges that you're facing and failure does. Um, this company, um, I've been fortunate. I've had a lot of failure on my way here as well as some, a few successes. Um, and bringing it together, I knew how to bring together a wine culture, a business culture, and a technology culture, but I didn't know how to bring an editorial culture. Hmm. And, you know, and so mapping these together. And then this thing is bigger than anything I've ever built at a speed that I've never built. And so oftentimes in the entrepreneurial spirit, people get caught up in trying to over-engineer a solution, trying to over-build it. And so we came up with these really kind of quick, witty things that we've kind of incorporated. So, you know, perfect is the enemy of good. Good is the engine of better, right? And fast gets good better than good gets fast. Those are kind of two mantras we use. And one of the ways that we've done that is... When we were first starting to design the site, I mean, 250,000 wines is an impossible goal, right? To say, I'm going to fill them out. If I charge, if I say I pay someone $5 per wine, it's a lot of money in the garbage can because next year I have another 160 and I'm going backwards in time. So we created this framework uh, because everyone was struggling with it. It was, uh, we were failing at getting out of the gate. Everyone's like, I need to hire 50 editors. I need to fire a hundred writers. I'm like, guys, you're going to burn through all of our capital before we, totally. <laughs> we get out of the door. And so I said, look, let's learn. And this learning structure is let's do it 10 times ourselves. Let's do 100 times between, you know, between different groups. And then we'll do it 500 times. And each of those checkpoints, we see where's our thesis falling down on its structure? Where are we failing or what can we do and can't do? So in the product example that I just gave you, you know, we filled it out 10 times. And we're like, okay, it takes about 10 minutes to fill out these products. It's going to cost us X. And then we had a hundred people do, or, you know, 20 of our, or 10 of our employees do a hundred, did 10 each. 
And we found that wineries content was crazy. They were writing about their wines in first person. If we were cutting and pasting that onto our site, it looked like Pix was saying, oh, we designed this wine. We made this wine in 1927 from this vineyard. So we were learning all along these ways. This is kind of like a fail forward framework they does. Um, and it was a tough struggle, I have to tell you. The editorial team was really struggling with this whole piece. And they were um, really upset that we were going to have all this content that had grammatical errors. It was in first person versus third person. And I went home and I was just very fatigued and tired because there was a lot of dynamic disagreement going on. And the next morning when I was taking a shower, and this is how I became a success, I remembered the story about... Um, the uh, Microsoft Windows used to have the bug and it said Microsoft Windows has had a critical error. And some guy in customer service changed that message and I'll have to dig it up in the archives and said, your program has caused Microsoft to have a critical error. So they took the onus of the problem and their customer service calls went down like 90% or some ridiculous stat. So what I did is at the beginning of every product, instead of it being from us, I said, from the producer, (laughs) <laughs> and so it was a, suddenly everyone was happy. The editorial team was happy. We, we didn't have to cut and paste it. We didn't have to edit it. We, we got to go get it from the wineries and it could be as garbagey as it, they wanted to be, you know, or good as, as good as they wanted it. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. So interesting segue into that. But yeah, that was a learning how to fail forward and learning how to bring another culture who wanted to make it perfect. That's the editorial team wants to make it look like a magazine. And we wanted to make it look like this clay that iterates over and over again. So this is how we, this is how we got through that. Super interesting. Well, it'll be interesting too to see kind of as you iterate because it's like, you know, you probably have to have everybody on the same kind of, they have to have a certain style, right? Uh, it, for mm-hmm. it to kind of blend. I mean, they all have to have their their own style, but they have to, they have to keep up with it, right? Too. So I think that that will be key in order to be a part of what you guys are doing. And as you guys grow, I think that it will um, become more and more important for people to, to do what is right for their, um, and I guess I feel like so many of the wineries that are out there now, I mean, it's so different than even it was 20 years ago. I mean, they didn't have the story, right? They didn't have a lot of the editorial. I mean, are you finding like most of them kind of are able to keep up with what you need them to do? So because of where we came from, we're able to help them go faster than we yeah. would have done before. So we know the back door into places where we can help them and make it the, as painless as possible. That's our job is to try to make it as easy, remove friction from the system, and then reward them based upon the effort that they actually do. So that's awesome. That's that's where like uh, if you look at Google, they reward people based upon a better site, responsive, mobile friendly. We're the same thing. Give us better content. Give us more content. Give us better integrations, right? Very, very cool. So last question, where are you guys going to be in six months from now? Besides yeah. traveling or doing something fun. But I mean, where where do you hope PIX is going to be? So PIX will be the world's largest wine selection in six months. No question. At the pace we're going, we're adding five wineries and retailers a day, uh, 10,000 products a day. It's going crazy. And then we'll be international. We'll be in the UK uh, probably by the end of this quarter, the very beginning of the next quarter. And we'll launch hopefully our mobile app by the end of six months so that we can follow you around in your pocket and say, let me help you wherever you're trying to find help. If you're at the shelf in front of wine or if you're in a restaurant or, and the eventual goal is you walk into a place and we say, by the way, we know you're shopping for wine today. You're in a wine retailer. Here's five wines you're just going to love. I love that. No, it's, So great. Well, super, super thrilled to hear all about 
your story and and picks and it's so interesting and such a great time to be doing this too. So definitely, definitely can't wa- wait to watch the future and see exactly where you guys go with this. But I agree. I think the next six months, it's going to be really fun to check back in with you for sure. So how can the audience stay connected with you and Picks? Yeah. So we're uh, at Pixwine on Twitter and Instagram everywhere. Picks is the name. And I'm at P Maybray, P-M-A-B-R-A-Y everywhere. You know, it's kind of been my social handle for a long, long time. Um, but I'm looking forward to sharing a glass of wine with you at each of these milestones, Kara, yeah, and some I, champagne too. We'll pop some good stuff. Super yeah. great. And Paul and I are, are buddies on Twitter. If anybody wants to pop with us on, on Twitter, definitely. We have some good conversations with each other and other people on there. So really, really fun. So thank you again for coming on and thanks everybody for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to the Kara Golden Show so that you're sure not to miss amazing stories uh, like Paul's and and Picks. And please be sure to send in those five-star reviews too. They make such a difference on the algorithm. Uh, our podcast has grown significantly. We are turn we are showing up on some number one slots in different parts of the world, especially over the last few months in entrepreneurship. So it's very, very exciting to watch that. And please uh, don't forget to follow me on Kara Golden. Uh, also pick up a copy if you haven't read my book, Undaunted, or listen to it on Audible. I hope you will do that as well. And we are here every Monday and Wednesday. And uh, Thank you, everyone, and have a great week. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.